All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Real Life, a podcast from the Nation Network. I got 50, I got 50 for days. Brought to you by Finning Canada. All business, all winter. Hello, welcome to Real Life. I'm Jason Greger. I have no idea why we came up with that name. This is the first of what should be a many fun podcast. Hopefully you'll tune in. I'm uh, the host on the Jason Greger Show on TSN 1260, and uh, my two uh, regular guests, co-hosts, will be former NHL hockey player. He'll tell you every podcast that he was one for one in the NHL <laughs> shootout, and uh, he currently has the best moat of a haircut in the Edmonton area. Host on City TV, Jason Strudwick. Yes, thank you very much. And my, I just got my haircut uh, yesterday. Uh, and uh, my hairstylist, she called the what my friends call the palm tree in front. She called it the tongue. And I'm like, aren't you supposed to be nice to me? I come here to get my hair cut. She's like, I'm I'm paid to be honest. I like her already. What's her name? Renee. And I love Renee, but I, that hurt. That hurt a little bit. So Renee, I know you're listening, and I, I just want you to know it hurt me. Do you not have a mirror at your house? <laughs> like, I only did, look at. Did you just realize for the first time that? Like, <laughs> I only look at the back of my hair. I refuse. I only have mirrors behind me. And I, but it was that really, I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously you're bald, so who am I? I shouldn't talk but, to you. But you know what, though? When you're shaped like this with your head, it doesn't matter. It's good. But I was, even when I had hair, I never, I was not a good looking guy with hair. I looked yeah. better without hair. So to me, I, it was not a problem. But I've seen guys literally in tears when they knew the dream's over. Are you saying you're a good looking guy without hair? Hey, figure it out. Oh, boy. Let's welcome our other guest in. <laughs> uh, this is the first time people have ever actually heard him speak on Oilers Nation. He's the co-founder of Oilers Nation. He pretends he's a, he's a computer geek. He, he alleges that he works all over the country, although I think most time he's just in jail. Wanye Gretz. That's harsh. That's harsh, harsh, and faint praise. Because I've never actually seen a picture of you in these supposed worldly places. 
first things first, nobody tunes into a podcast. They download a podcast. You're from another world. You're like a VCR repairman in a Netflix <laughs> store. Like, oh, I hope you're tuning in on your AM dot. No one's tuning in. And there's zero chance that your hairstylist is listening to this podcast. And you're shouting her out in the air like you're on dinner TV. Like, there's no chance she's listening. I'm sorry. I'm looking to get 10% off my next haircut. Isn't is that not how it works? Absolutely. Thanks for having me, boys. This is something. Well, we're just uh, excited that uh, the the myth, the man, the legend who was walks around with a alias name. Like, do you, do you get tired of being Wanye? No, because it's not really a thing, right? So, like, it's just when you go on the Twitter or you go on the computer. The rest of the time, it's real life, like the podcast, man. It's real life. Like, you, I'd be, I'm shocked how many times I get stopped and asked who he is. Really? So here I get to see you, and I, I've met you uh, on a number of occasions. Yeah. And, you know, what are you going to bring? Because we know what we're bringing. The Jasons, we're killing it. What are you bringing? Well, first of all, why was anyone going to do a podcast, right? For you? To- Chicks, right? <laughs> so, Stradwick, you're married, right? Gregor, you're married, yes. right? Yes. So all three of our female listeners, they're all for Wanye, right? They're all for me. I have a monopoly on all the single girls that are listening to this show. That's why I'm doing it. What am I going to bring to the table? Nothing. I don't have to. You're both legitimate celebrities. I can just ride in your coattails. Ride it on to downloads, you know? Well, I hope that the girls that are listening like men with short arms. Because I've never seen your... Like, you, your body's pretty proportionate, except for your arms. Like, do I have short arms? You're just comparing them to your titanic wingspan well, and thinking no, the rest true. of you humanity. Like, arms, compared yeah. to you, everybody <laughs> on Earth has short <laughs> arms. You're like, Yao Ming, is, look at his short arms. I think we might have to take a picture. It would just... Cut your faces off, because sure. obviously you want it. And we will show the difference in arm length, and we will put it up on the nation. I think that's a really good question, because it's true. Your arms are ridiculously long. I'm perfect proportion, and you have I don't short have arms. short arms, do I? Well, you, have, you really have, you have girl hands, though, like your little dainty fingers. This is hard. I've heard I've had Kermit the Frog biceps. I've heard that, but I've never heard that I have dainty hands. This I is... think your biceps are fine, but you do, you do have small hands. You've what? never been told that? No. Yeah, like, I, I'm surprised you're able to type. This is hard. This is harsh. Well, it's real life. That's why we talk. Oh, I see. Two things. One thing, your your biceps are fine if they're fingers. Uh, the other problem is that with with like my my hands can reach my pockets on my jeans. You you have to sew in pockets in your t-shirt. So I've been on a podcast for twelve seconds and I already have crippling insecurity about something I didn't know was wrong with me. Like no wonder I didn't do this for the first eight years. Oh, please come on a podcast. We'll have such a good time. No, we are not having a good time. Now I know the the nation listeners are very curious. To get to know Wanye a little bit. So uh, in real life, we're, we're going to find out a little bit about you today. Oh, great. So There are no nation listeners, by the way. It's a website. So you don't tune into a podcast. Oh, uh, you don't hey, listen to the there internet. There was podcasts before on, our, That's on the true. nation. That's There's true. been other ones. That's so true. right now, they're listening. Okay. They're not reading to this. No, okay? this isn't they're, they're, they're transcribed. Actually listening. No, right. okay. unless you're going to transcribe it. No. And, and with your mini fingers, I don't think it would it would be done by like 2000. really so, tough. Tough living. Let's, let's go back quickly to 2007 yeah when you were 21 nice i, I think had nice. let's uh, round that down that's had, good had i don't know if it was business number three or four that you'd driven in the ditch at yeah. that time <laughs> oh, but yeah. wow but you came up with what has turned out to be a genius idea the nation network has grown uh, probably much bigger than you ever thought way back when tell us how you built this to be one of the biggest independent websites out there well Thank you for saying something nice to me to start out with. I mean, I'm surprised that I can even <laughs> formulate a thought given all the emotional daggers that have just been driven into me in the last 30 seconds. Uh, well, I wanted to learn about the internet. And I thought that this is something that, you know, in the long term for my career would be probably a good industry to get into. And to that point, I'd never really done much with anything online. And I thought about... 
what would be fun, right? Like, what wouldn't feel like work? And uh, I obviously love the Oilers, like, inappropriately. Like, all my excited tweets and caps, like, that's how I talk in no, real that life is, that all is the true. time. That's that legitimately true. Yeah. how I roll. It's a bit much. It is. Well, as a former assistant captain, it might seem odd to you. But for the rest <laughs> of us bloody mortals just walking around, the Oilers aren't something you bump into on the street. It's something on the TV, right? And I thought, you know, if I, if I did an Oilers website or I did some Oilers content, I could learn about building websites. I could learn about analytics and how to build traffic and stuff like that and it wouldn't feel like work right and every single day at Oilers Nation for the last eight years has been a thrill right like I get to meet people I would never ordinarily meet and I get to talk smack sometimes and it's been you know the actual Oilers notwithstanding a very positive experience for the first eight years so now let's get to the real thing how many chicks have you got from being Wanya Gretzky not a single one not one not one no no one's instant messaging you saying hey are you kidding me no you don't have one Twitter stalker no, like your well, game that's is... getting a Twitter stalker and a chick, or getting a girl is two different things. Well, it right? can be the same. Maybe not for you in the it world. Can be, of... It can be could be the same. Uh, no, no. So no, never once. No, no. I don't really talk to people about it. This is supposed to be real life. This is real, not life. real fibbing. Yeah, we're not going to sit here. And I, I'm pretty certain that um, uh, I got a tip actually on my phone. Okay, I, on I had your a text phone. message yeah. that I was supposed to ask you about your. Uh, from a certain gentleman who will rename nameless, yeah. who likes to wear a beard all the time. Right. So half of Edmonton. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. narrowing it down. Well, I don't think that we need to sit here and talk about who kissed who where. Well, no, the, I was just wondering you because know. you say you're doing this podcast. So I'm curious, like, what are, are, is your batting average 100? Is it, is it 0.5? Like, are yeah. the chances of you talking to a girl yeah. from this podcast realistic? No. Very limited. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, it's my short arms, apparently. It's been my handicap, and I didn't know all this time. Well, I'm glad you know now. Yeah, well, now it's nice to know, <laughs> as I'm Googling Japanese arm lengthening surgery and finger expansion, because I'm all vulnerable. So now, on Real Life, we are going to uh, talk a lot of different things. We, we came up with a real original name between the three of us. Sure. I think it's a good name. No, no, I like it. It's funny. It's different. You dissed it right off the hop. Did yeah. we say it right off the hop? But wasn't it your idea, Gregor? Kind of. Oh, my God. So you dissed your own idea right off the hop, and now you like it. No, no, because when I came out, I was like, well, this is what I like. And actually, Wanye was the one who's like, well, I'm not sure that'll work. He goes, well, what's it going to be about? I'm like, and and honestly, it reminds me somewhat of of a play on words, really, with Seinfeld, because the show is about nothing. And real life at times, when people see reality TV, that's not real because they have to fabricate it. So we just want to talk about real things on the show. Of course, we're going to talk about the the orders in the NHL. Strud's played in in many numerous cities. So uh, we are going to have a segment that we like to call Storytime with Strudwick, Um, a traveling man. uh, Wanye Gretzk will uh, join us from around the world when yeah. you're when you're not in Edmonton yeah. because you actually are in Edmonton right now. Right now I'm in Edmonton. Right now, but I leave tomorrow morning. You leave tomorrow morning. Yeah. To do, do where are you going? I'm going to Iceland for a little while. I love then... that capital city. Is that why yeah. you're wearing a toque right now just to get yourself acclimatized? <laughs> well, see, as the full, only guy here with a full head of hair around the table, oh, I didn't want to like wow. just drop a lush wow. head of hair in front of you guys and have you get all vulnerable. Lush. You know, lush. It's thick, thick and verdant like a Amazonian jungle. <laughs> I got a back and ass to match if you're wondering. How's yes. it working for you? It's not working that okay. badly. Well, yeah. I'm not married with, you know, a baker's dozen kids or living out in St. Albert in the White House or whatever you've built out there, but I'm doing all right. I will say it's White Albert. That's the one thing I've noticed. Like, wow, I'm kind of like I'm going to have to take my young son into the into the city just to realize that there's still, uh, you know, other people outside of Caucasians. That was the first thing I noticed. Honestly, I've lived there now a month and I'm like, wow, like why is it? Because where I grew up, in, in I've lived in four different areas of Edmonton, and there was always different cultures right around my street, next door neighbors, and 
have yet to see one, honestly. Really? Where you grew up in Rolling View. You're telling me in Rolling View. Okay, first of all, you need to know the difference between the thriving metropolitan of New Sarepta over that little <laughs> minion town, Rolleview. Okay, I would never live in Rolleview. New Sarepta with like the giant conference center and the business park, right? Yeah. And sometimes, you know what? When uh, when we were hauling cows, we would stop, and they then they would take a cow dung and you'd throw it out in Rolleview, and then you'd continue on to New Sarepta. <laughs> okay. Ninety-five percent of their trade was just throwing cows into other counties and hoping for the best. It's yeah. true. He was the mayor. They had to round him up once a week, and he'd go do it in his pickup truck. So now today, okay, let's let's get down to it. Okay, let's do it. Uh, just for future, if you're listening for the first time, if you haven't uh, turned it off yet, in future we won't have big introductions. We're going to get right. right into it. But yeah. I thought the first one we had, to, people wanted to hear from. Did Bonnie you just Gretz. ask if people were listening for the first time on a podcast? I, don't know. I thought that was time. Odd. Odd oh, question. I mean, have, have you done other podcasts? Actually, yes, I have. As, just never this one. Yeah. Yeah, my apologies. Wow. Well, you know, fair enough. If you are on the radio 26 hours a day, I could see why you wanted to be in a podcast. You could finally be heard. <laughs> finally, a chance to get my opinions known. This is going to be fantastic. Well, this is actually going to be very different. That's the only reason I agreed to do it. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about what real life's supposed to be, because I think yes. you're glossing over a really good idea for a podcast. Well, let's let's get into it right now, Struds. Okay. Uh, we had a real life situation this weekend. We did. So uh, it was Gregor's birthday. Yeah. 48's a big one. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Let's get the numbers right. A lot. Of, what, what were you up now? 43 Reggie Jackson 44. I'm not from the 20s who's that I know, what I, number is he Sheldon Surrey oh that's nice 44 so we 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 had a bird and your your wife uh, who's an amazing woman I still don't know how you hooked up with her but congratulations there's mysteries out it's on there. the radio there's girls listening <laughs> no trust me that's not it at all so his wife planned a surprise uh sit down we were all going to go meet at the bar downtown cactus club and uh so Greg and a bunch of his buddies were there I had to meet him a little bit later because my mom's birthday and then we show up and uh, we have a good time. And when we got there, I was like, okay, we'll have a couple of beers, nothing big deal. But within 10 minutes of sitting down, there were shooters pouring in, like, I won't be home uh, till quite late tonight. It was a great night. So, Greg's, uh, thanks to your wife for organizing. We had a great time. Uh, now, we ended up at On the Rocks, a place that I think. That's a shocker. Gregor's at On the Rocks. I think one of your bad uh, pair of neon pants is retired up in the rafters up there. I had a lot of success and fun at that bar. Wow. <laughs> wow. There's still four bo- dusty bottles of Bacardi Limon in the back now because you don't come anymore. Like, as honestly, much. fun times. That I had uh, so many good memories and fuzzy nights at that place. It was awesome. It's a, I always liked it because it was just friendly. Everybody was friendly in there. Yeah. Um, it's actually a funny story. It was how I got to really know Fernando Pisani. Was I used to run into him with his good buddy, Freddie. Oh, Fast Freddie, Freddie yeah. we call sure. him there. yeah. And uh, when Pisani was playing, that's kind of how uh, kind of broke down the walls. Because at times, I think you have to have a, a professional relationship, but then you get to know players and you trust them a little bit. And, and uh, so, yeah, so I had a few fun nights in there with Pisani. Really fun guy. Really fun guy. Now, you made a statement that night, though. So let's, let's just set it up. We had a lot of drinks that night. And you made a statement to me. Of, if you don't know Jason Greger, he wears glasses. And I was wearing glasses for a long time. He made a statement to me and his friends while we were walking uh, towards On the Rocks. And you said... My eyes are actually regenerating themselves. My eyesight's better now than it was five years ago. Wow. Ask, ask Dr. Scotty Lopatinsky. He's my eye doctor. He's probably listening. Stradwick's hairdresser, your eye doctor. Like the <laughs> listeners of this show you must know just be. I know Chopper well, but. And that... he was there that night. You should have asked him. I did ask him, and he said I was just saying to be nice. Because there's no way. There's no. Eyes don't get better yet. 47 yeah, no, or 48. Actually, they actually do get better. He explained it to me because the problem is now, it's not like I can see farther better. The problem is now my eyes have gotten better in shorter distances. So my prescription now is annoying. And if you've noticed lately, and what, when I was out on the rocks, I never take my glasses off. But now if a guy's talking to me from two feet away, 
My prescription, it annoys the hell out of me. I have to take it off because I can see it way clear. So it's actually kind of annoying, but it's better because I don't wear my glasses around the house anymore. The only reason I got glasses in the first place was because some jabroni back in uh, grade 12 when I was at a bush party and I was sitting by the fire, he threw a firecracker in the fire and exploded and went in my eye. True story. And then I had to go to the hospital at the Great Nuns for like eight hours. That's real life. That was a very honest appraisal. So, That's what the podcast is about. It's about Craiger getting a firecracker to the grill 40 years ago, and now he wears stylish glasses. I was rattled. The only good well, no part kidding. about that story was when you went to the hospital, and your eyes searing. You're just like, oh, my. And think about it. Like, eyesight, we all take for granted. It's like one thing I would never want to lose is my eyesight. No. And you're, I'm in the hospital. I'm freaking out. My eyes burn. They had to throw this green dye in your eye to see, and it's got a, on my eye, it's got a burn. Basically, if you look at a clock, from the uh, three to the seven. And so I'm in there and they're making me look in the mirror. And the only cool thing, and you gotta remember, I was kind of drunk at the time too. Yeah, of course. Is You're that now my eyes were all lime, they're, they're all lime green. And I was just like, God, I'd like to get this stuff just to go around the party. <laughs> so that's what I was thinking at the time. But uh, it took a while. Like they said, okay, it's got a little burn on and it's, there's nothing they can do about it, of course. But the eye heals very quickly. And, and I just did over time. I didn't tell my parents because, of course, you're 17. You're like, hey, I got a firecracker in the party because it wasn't even supposed to be there. We weren't supposed to go to firecracker so parties really in those days. it really wasn't until uh, a year later, and I'm in grade 12 now, and I always sat at the back of the class, and now suddenly I had to squint. Couldn't see the board anymore. And so then they were like, well, you got to go see the eye doctor. I have an alternate theory as to why your eyesight's regenerating. Do you know why pirates wear earrings? Because in theory, I think, now that I actually people are going to – Three people are listening. They're going to check this out. But I think it's a pressure point to improve their eyesight at sea. So you used to have like eight earrings. So what probably happened was you overloaded your pressure point and your eyesight went to hell. And then once you removed all those earrings, it was like a normal person. Your eyesight started to come back. Uh, yeah, that's a good theory. Yeah, the pirate theory. Yeah, the pirate theory. Yeah, it's not a firecracker to the face, but it might be a wake-up call. It's a good time to lose yeah. your earrings, get your eyesight back. That's got to be the weirdest theory I've ever heard. I like it, though. I'm going to have to read sense. up on it. It's the weirdest theory in the podcast history. You're, mate, sir, very, you're just an incredible human specimen is what you're saying. No, not at all. But you've got I Benjamin do. Button disease, maybe. See, that's a ben- I was thinking the same thing, yeah. Benjamin Button. Yeah. No. Well, no. What's funny about that is true, though. Being a guy who has a shaved head for so long, I basically look the same age now. When I'm 65, I'll look the same age. Guys like Clark with the full head of hair, when they go bald and yeah. like suddenly they go from looking good and then boom, you just hit the wall and you look terrible. Yeah. For me, yes, I've looked older since I was thirty. Yeah. But basically, I look this. I look in pictures now. People are like, "Wow, oh, you look the same." I'm like, "Yeah, thanks." So that's the oh, that's the one big advantage of uh, being being bald at an early age is basically I look the same now for infinity. I can't wait to go bald personally. I, with my short arms, it's hard to comb my hair. I have to have a guy come do it every morning. <laughs> and frankly, those bills add up after a while. You, you will probably struggle when you have to bick your head. That's hair true. combers aren't free. Bick your head. You bick your head? 100%. With a straight up razor? Straight razor. It's the best way to go. Really? Oh, yeah. Front and back. You go both ways because then uh, you know, I shave it about every three days. No kidding. It's perfect. I've always wondered... So you have to get it right back. Do you have a mirror? And you... No, not anymore. Now you can just do it. I don't, don't need a mirror. Nothing. Done it for, geez, 20-some years. Well, it's not much lawn to mow, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Hey, hey, tongue. Actually, oh, I kind of like that. As the, Renee's my favorite person who I've never met. Instantly, that she called it the tongue. That is such a good... I cannot wait to tell Tyson Nash yeah. and Jamie McLennan about that nickname. Yeah, she called it the tongue. And she, wants, she actually wants to shave my head, Renee. No. She wants me to go like a Jason uh, Stratham. Stratham? Is that his Gregor. name? Gregor. No, not Jason. Gregor. Not no, Jason. Yeah. They're not no. offering the Gregor in city hair. hairstyles? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, Renee, that one, that one really hurt. 
Well, you know, it's interesting. I spoke to Zach Cassian yeah. yesterday, Go and uh, he was talking about how he just shaved his head because he's going bald. Sure. And how for him, it was, and for some guys, it's very, the follically challenged thing impacts guys way different. Oh, some, no question. Or whatever, my brother, rattled. Sure. And he had big flowing hockey hair and his kind of went away and he was rattled about it for like, he couldn't even, and him and I chirp like most brothers, you couldn't even bug him about his hair. Like it was a sensitive issue. Like me with my arms. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, yeah. no, he would have come across the table. It was pretty sensitive. <laughs> and, and Cassian was telling me yesterday how for him, it was a real big struggle for like three years. And he was like, and then when he did finally go to shave it down, he wore a hat all the time. He's right. only now finally you see him and he's finally comfortable with it. But it's some guys it's when there's a lot of guys listening out there right now that are fighting it. And my only tip is you got to wear it with pride. Like it's not like the 1960s where bald was this negative thing. Bald's now kind of cool, right? You look at people, no one really looks and says, Oh geez, that person's bald. 90% of people don't care. But it's funny. I have to consider the source because you're a bald person saying that. From the 1960s. That's like someone who's, that's like someone who's uh, saying, you know, oh, short is cool and they're five foot three. But think about it. Look, in, uh, look everywhere where, where people go now. And on television, you never used to see anybody who was bald. Yeah. Now it's there all the time. It's not nearly as a negative thing as it used to be construed 30, 40, 50 years ago. I've got a friend and uh, a couple friends, actually. And they, we, they took me out for dinner and they cornered me. And they said, like an intervention. Oh, no. They said, have you ever considered having a hair transplant? Oh, no. This is true. So they Please went, do it. Yeah, so they went through the whole thing. They went through a whole conversation, how they harvest it from the, the back of your head, the oh, bottom, no. and they put the hair together and they put it in your up on the, the front where I need it. And he said, my only regret about doing this is I didn't do it sooner. So are you going to do it? Because uh, well, see, now that you made it public, I wonder if that's harder. Well, Although it's like going bald. It's not like people don't know you have hair plugs. It's just you have to be proud of whatever you're going to wear. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, whatever, like it's how, whatever you feel best with, right? I think it's like getting a nose job or getting your earlobes or reconstructed rack. or whatever people do, right? When a girl gets a fake rack, I mean, that's a pretty right. big change. She well, I wasn't going to go there, but yeah, that's it. You know, you can see it. Yeah. And like, listen, I have no problem with that decision at all. But it's like they do an, a change or an upgrade, whatever you want to call it. So for me, it'd be a change or an upgrade as well. <laughs> yeah, upgrade, I would agree. So, I mean, you'd, basically, you'd go in, uh, what I was explaining, you go on a Thursday or Wednesday, maybe. They do the harvesting, put it down, come back Friday. It might look like you had a bit of a sunburn by Monday, but then you're good. So you're kind of like a Chia pet in a sense? Well, <laughs> <laughs> but the reason I actually want to do this podcast, I want to ask both of you if I can harvest off of you two. Actually, not you, Greg. You have no hair. I've got a much Wandy? better. No, no, I've got a much better plan for how you rotate your hairline and do stuff like that. You have one ass cheek that becomes your donor scalp, <laughs> and you just cut that sucker off and you plunk it on the top of your head. You take your scalp, you put it back on your other ass cheek. <laughs> Three years later, you got another donor waiting for you, and you just keep circulating. So you're not willing. He just asked you if you would be his. I would provide any transplant. organ or yeah, hair follicle hair. you need. I get whatever you need, of course. Alex makes this trade with you. I will give you two inches from each of my arms. Wow. For your arms, but the problem is mine are way bigger, so I don't. Know how I don't even know if like it'd be like two different train track gauges. They probably wouldn't even fit together <laughs> at all. Your fists have taken a well, punch or two. The thickness you have to put like my wrist at your shoulder. That's the same thickness. <laughs> but then I can take some of your hair. I think <laughs> honestly, though, when uh, when this is done, I think we should have a poll up at the nation. Whether Strudge should should try, and how many other okay. guys have thought about it? It's because I, I think there's it's a stigmatism for a yeah. lot of people thinking, well, I don't want to get hair transplants. Sure. What about Propecia? There's a certain element of society who is taking that successfully. Yeah, yeah, no, no offense, but you're past the point. Propecia is not helping you. Propecia is not going to save you at this point. I've had friends that got it done. I felt their hair turn to straw. 
I don't want to be the straw man. One time in like 1993, I was at a driving range and Kelly Buckberger sure. was there in the off season. Yeah. 93, you're about 40 in this story, Gregor, I think. And uh, <laughs> he's got like a mummy bandage on top of his head. And yeah. we're the only people there. Yeah. It's like seven o'clock at night. Kelly sure. Buckberger, NHL legend, young fella, far end, just as a five iron of the wood shaft. I'm hitting balls. And I see he's got this bandage on his head and there's like little blood spots. I'm terrified. He's an oiler. I'm a big Oilers fan. Don't yeah. generally talk to famous people, especially at the driving range. We're all there working. You know how it is. I went up to him and took up all my courage. And I said, are you all right, Mr. Buckberger? And he looked at me and said, what do you mean? I said, well, your, your head's bleeding. Oh, I got hair plugs, he said. And if you look at Bucky now, I saw him at the outdoor game last weekend in Winnipeg. Them plants didn't take. And that check cleared. So he's down cash and well, down hair on the whole transaction. That's a while ago, though. Yeah, it's... Technology yeah. improved, right? Oh, I suppose. Time. Yeah, it's like 23 years ago. Right? Probably like a man. Civil War hair donation where you just saw a guy's head off and stashed it over <laughs> here. But it's, there's, it's been, there's been, I'm sure, just as much advancements in uh, hair transplants as there is in boob jobs and face, nose jobs and everything else. Yeah, no else. question. So it well, would be a, an interesting thing. So I yeah. don't think you need to get hair plugged. I think that you are a confident gentleman about Thank town you. and you don't need any assistance and you can look everybody in the eye and tell them you're better than them anyway. So what do you need yeah. no hair Well, I think for? that. I just don't say it. Yeah. But, but, but let's be honest. It And Strads and I have been friends now for a long time. Yeah. It has been wearing on you the decision on to either go hair plugs yeah. <laughs> or to go to the wood, right? Like at this point, those okay. are your two options. Those, those, those because, are, well, there's a third option, the hair transplant. No, that's what I said. The, the, yeah. Well, the hair plugs okay. or, or okay. going to the wood because I, the tongue is not working much longer. Like the tongue's on its last legs. I don't like, I don't like the term plugs. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> so. No, but no, those are my two choices. And honestly, um, Let's let's get this straight. My, I'll still be a baseline, very attractive man. Yeah, with yeah. hair or no hair. Let's, no that, that's that's just get that. Very out. strong jawline. Yeah, wingspan of a seven forty seven. <laughs> yeah, but it you know it is a decision that I'll have to make sooner than later. Now because you're in television, right? How does that alter? It? I talked to my well. I, one day I was just having this conversation with my producer. I said, you know, my hairstylist Renee, who I love, would like listening. To, by the way, she yeah, she is shout out, um, and she would uh, she would she would like to shave shave. I think she like shave my head, like not as short as yours, but a little bit a little bit of stubble, a little bit longer stubble. And she said, no, don't do it. So I said, okay, and that kind of ended that conversation. Why is she is she like an anti no stubble? She woman? thinks it looks fine. She says right now it still looks fine. Oh wow! But she's what's short. Her, what's her name? Yeah, that. she's shorter. She tell her to get on a stool, <laughs> so she can see eye to eye and really right. visualize how far back the horseshoe goes. What I do now is I always tilt back three degrees. Interesting. So you you just don't quite. Yeah, because when you're six TV. foot three, you're right. Most, right. most girls are on average what five six, five five, whatever it is. So now you're leaning back. They really they can only see maybe okay. at your eyebrows. Not well, fair enough. Well, listen, if someone's out there listening, they have some advice. Yeah. Look me up on Twitter, Jason underscore Stradwick. Shoot me a note. Um, you know, Wani, thank you for your input as yeah. well. And maybe the trade will go arms for hair. We'll see. We'll see. And Gregor, I think you speak for a lot of people that may be, you know, challenged. So I don't know. Yeah, honestly, guys should never, okay. they should never be leery of what others are going to think about you. If And, and true, true story. When, uh, with the first time I shaved my head, I was, uh, I was 21 years old and I literally just, I had hair and I was just like, God, I'm sick of it. And it was kind of lazy. I was, I sure. never comb my hair. We just put the dippity do. I'm in sick your of my hair. If going. only he like, knew how the what? future turned out. I'm going down to the wood. Now I didn't go right to the wood back then. Just went with a little bit of the, uh, the army brush cut and I'm in, uh, I'm in Safeway and I'm pushing. It's like, I always used to go uh, shopping on Sundays. Yeah. Kind of hung over. You know how it was. You couldn't, couldn't. You could not give up any other special time. Shopping was only reserved for your least favorite time of the week. So I would go on Sundays and I'm walking down the aisle and this lovely senior citizen, 
Uh, her name was Mary. She was, she was 67 years old because I ended wow. up having a conversation with her. And I told her, because she walked up to me and I could see her and she was trying to reach up to a shelf. And I said, oh, can I help you, ma'am? She said, sure. So I went to help her and she looked at me. She goes, you know, youngster, you have a really nice shaped head. And I was like, thank you. And, and right there, because I was kind of doubting, I was like, done. This nice old lady thinks it's good enough for me. How long did you guys date? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I needed. I just needed an opening. Because I was okay. I'm going to close this deal right here in the aisle six. I was okay with it, but I was like, here's a stranger who just for no reason said it. And I was like, that's good enough for me. And I didn't really doubt it because I've had lots of guys, hey, Gregor, you're bald. And I'm like, oh, really? Thanks for the insight. Einstein, like I look in the mirror every day. It doesn't bother me, but some people it really does. That's why bald jokes. Maybe it's because it doesn't bother me. I don't think it bothers other guys, but I know some guys it really does bug them. So just have to make the decision. And 90% 90% of the time, all it is is it'll take you a few weeks to get used to it, and then it's fine. Okay. Is this what this podcast is going to be about mostly? Like hair maintenance no, and no, Kelly Buckberger injuries and no, no. things like now, that? No, we, we do have to take a break because we actually have a sponsor. Unbelievable. Wow, this is unbelievable. Big Capitalism. shout out to, to Finning. I love it. Yes. When we come back, it'll be story time with Strudwick. Where other kids saw an unwelcome winter chore, you saw opportunity. Shovel a few neighborhood sidewalks and driveways and make a few bucks. Here you go, kid. You never forgot that lesson. And today, the only thing that's changed is the size of your shovel. The reliable, efficient, and affordable Cat Skid Steer from Finning. From just $5.36 a month with the all-business lease, heated seat included. The all-business Skid Steer for all seasons. Call one finning today. We're happy you sat through that lovely 30-second commercial. Thank you very much. Jason Greger, along with Wanye Gretz, founder, co-founder, I guess, of uh, Oilers Nation, and the host on City TV. What's your show called? Dinner Television? Dinner, dinner TV. Sure. Sorry, just because we're on the same time, so I, I can't watch. With Uncle Struds. Yeah, yeah with it, Uncle Struds. Is that it, what it, it is It plays now? in the morning, again, from 7 till 9. You can check it out. Do you, Dinner TV plays in the morning from 7 till yeah. 9? Wouldn't that be breakfast TV? Well, yeah. No, it's, it's a replay. A replay, yeah. Oh, I see. Aren't morning. you a computer nerd? Like, you should know this stuff. A computer nerd? Like, what do we just sit around with clocks and just staring at clocks? And what time is it? Is it six? Well, is it four? That's smart. Not, something to do with a computer. But, but you admitted that you're kind of a stalker for the order. So you would think yeah. that a former order, yeah. you would know everything that he does. Well, you're here, aren't you? I set a perfect trap and got you both onto a <laughs> podcast with me. I was playing the long game. I wasn't watching dinner TV with every other schmo. I was playing the long game. Okay, so today on uh, Storytime with yeah. Strudwick. Go ahead. I need you to tell our listeners your favorite Mike Milbury story. Oh, Mike Milbury. <laughs> this guy. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell. <laughs> and, and I don't no holding back legit usage of all the terminology. Okay. So, um, this is my second, third training camp. I think I have a real chance of, of, of making the Islanders. So I get traded, uh, or I go down to training camp. When you go to training camp, there's three dress rooms, right? There's a dress room for the NHL team. Uh, there's a dress room for the kind of tweeners, and there's a dress room that's basically in the laundry room. You're just filling a jersey. So I walk in the first room. No, nope, jersey's not here. I go to the second room, not there. So I have to go to the third room, and this is like a terrible room where you're like, this is trouble. Not good. So anyways, I'm like, you know, this is my year. My agents told me it's my year. I feel like I can make the turn and make the team. So I go over there, and you can tell right away, like two and a half, two and a half days in the camp, it's not going well. Like I, I'm, not, I'm not getting a chance to go in regular uh, times. They want other guys to go. Like, oh, Stradwick, take a break. Let's let this guy go. I'm not getting a chance to show it. But I'm like, I'll just wait for my chance. So I get, uh, you know, third, third day of training camp. I'm uh, still waiting for my chance. I get approached by the Astros and general manager. And he says to me, you know, Stradwick, um, would you be willing to play in a rookie game tonight? 
And I, I, I'm like, rookie game? Those are for rookies, like 18, 19. I'm, I'm in my third year. I'm 22 years old. I mean, that's un, un, unusual. But I'm like, you know what? I'll do it. I'll, I'll make this happen. So I walk, we're going to play against the Rangers. I'm the New York Islanders. Keep this in mind. So I walk into Islanders' dress room, and I can see we're very young, and we're, it's a bunch of Smurfs, very small. And then if you're not familiar what the rookie games were like back in the 90s, they were basically like uh, WWF, uh, just fight fest. So I look at the roster for the New York Rangers rookie team, and it is Fight Fest Central. I'm like, okay, obviously there's a reason why I'm here. I'm not going to disappoint. So three fights in a period and a half, and I kick myself out. I'm like, I'm done. I fought everyone. I fought that Eric Bolton two times. I fought, another, I think it was Sylvain Blouin, another guy. I fought every in a period and a half, and I did my job. I'm done. So I wheel into the, uh, into the dressing room. I'm like, okay, you know what? Maybe they'll notice. Like, God, I do something. So my hands are just mashed, as you can imagine. Three fights in like an hour, an hour. And uh, I'm just sitting there icing down, and all of a sudden, the assistant general manager comes in again. Hey, Struddy, uh, Mike Milbury wants to see him. I'm like, oh, yes, yes. I, got, I made an, an impression. So I just quickly change. I, my hands are still wrapped. I run into his office, and my ass barely touches the seat. He's like, Strudwick, you're never going to have a future with this organization. You can ask for a trade. We're sending you down the minors. I don't think anyone wants to trade for you. My advice to you is to enjoy this year. But if I were you, I would think about becoming a coach or going back to school because you will never, ever play in the NHL. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what are you talking about? I'm obviously upset. So I, he hands me a, t- a ticket, uh, not a train ticket, a plane ticket. I walk out, and the guys are like, what happened? I'm like, this is what happened. Like, the veterans like Doug Huda and Scott LaChance are like, what just happened? I'm like, this is like, that's a fucking, and everyone's just fired up. And I'm like, I can't believe this. I'm like, in shock. So I, I walk back to the hotel uh, across the street, the, uh, what is it, Hilton or something? Marriott, uh, Marriott Suites. And I walk in there, and I, this is before cell phone. So I call my mom, dad. And I'm upset and I'm mad and I'm crying. I'm like, just a mess, right? I call my agent, Don, me, and he doesn't an answer. I just blast him on his, uh, on his message machine. I'm just pissed <laughs> off. So I, I, I end up going out that night for a bunch of drinks. I get up the next morning. I'm flying down to Kentucky, and it dawns on me. I have two choices. I can either follow his advice and just be like, hey, I'm done. Or I can say, you know what, because I, I honestly felt I was close. Like, this isn't uh, a ninth-round draft pick thinking he has a chance. I really felt I was close to making it. So I'm like, screw it. I'm going to go down there and I'm going to get it going. So we, luckily, we went down to Kentucky and had a coach, uh, head coach who was good. But Vasily Tikhanov was his name, the assistant coach. That's Victor Tikhanov's son. And he comes up, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's wow. what I, I walked in. He's like, Jason, we're going to help you. And this Russian guy, like, he's like, you got to get better skill. Don't worry about the fighting. So uh, every day we work like 10, 15 minutes on my skills. So skating, uh, stick handling, making passes, everything. Every day, every day, every day, every day. And uh, he's like, don't worry about the fighting. I still fox. I knew how to do it, but don't worry about it. And I got better and better and better, improved. And uh, to the point where now uh, Shara was called up to, uh, to the Islanders. And they needed somebody else. So they're going to bring up another guy, but he hurt his foot. So they said, well, shit, let's bring up Strudwick. So they bring up Strudwick, me, right after Christmas. First Mike Milbury, was he the one who called you he, up? Yeah, so he called me up. Mike <laughs> Milbury calls me up. Hey, Strudwick, good job, buddy. We're really yeah. happy to have you in the organization. So, that speech I gave you really worked, didn't <laughs> yeah. it, buddy? That's so what you get. Well, you wait for this. So Shar and I go up. We get called up together. And, uh, and Shara, he plays the first game. I'm going against play against, uh, I think it was the Avalanche, on New Year's Eve. And I'm like, I'm going to fight someone tonight. I'm going to the best game. I don't care what I'm going to have to do. So I go out and, and I fight uh, Jeff Odgers. And uh, it was a pretty good fight. And he actually wow. gave me a pretty good Barney rubber my eye. I was flying around the ice, feeling good. And then I got another game. And then I got another game. And I kept fighting, kept playing. I was like, I'm going to earn my time here. And then we go to play against Tampa Bay. This is like about two weeks into it. Shar was still there. And all of a sudden, and the veterans are like, you know, you're doing a good job. It's coming. It's, it's coming. I'm like, I felt good about myself. So I'm not playing this game. And uh, the trainer comes. Uh, Milbury wants to see you on the bench. 
And uh, I'm like, okay, so this is like the Tampa Bay rink. No one's there. So we go sit on there. I go meet him on the bench. He's like, Jason, I want to apologize. You know what? I was wrong about you. I'm proud of you that you changed your way. You know what? You're going to be an Islander for a long time. I think you're a cornerstone of this organization. We can't wait, you know, to, to see what you're doing. We love the intensity, all this stuff. Just blowing me, right? So I'm like, this is great. <clears throat> so... Not literally, obviously. So <laughs> that's a story for another podcast. Yeah, yeah, Thanks yeah. for mentioning that part. Not literally. That's, that's my second, second favorite yeah. Mike Milbury story. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm like so excited. I call my parents. I call my aunt. She's like, you know what? I had a conversation with Milbury. We know this is to be true. So I'm like, oh my God. So I'm up there and I'm practicing. I actually move into a place with Brian Brown and Eric Fichot. He's like, get a place. I'm like, all my dreams are coming true, right? I'm like, these, these are my friends. This is great. I'm playing. I'm doing what I have to do. So we fly, play in Edmonton, my first game in Edmonton ever. I'm loving it. Like coming home and playing my, my mom and dad, all my friends and family, they're like, and it was about me, but it was more about them sharing this moment, right? It's just awesome. So I'll never forget it. So we're now flying to Vancouver to play. And all my, when this, the other guys are, got called out. We had a young team. And we're like, who's going to get traded? I'm like, I don't think I'm going to get traded, man. I think we're, I'm going to be there for a while. We land. We go to the hotel. My roommate's uh, this guy named uh, Claude Lapointe. I'm sitting in the room. And also the phone rings. And this is before self. So I have to walk over. I'm like, hello. And it's Mike Milbury. Uh, Jason, thanks for everything. We just traded you to Vancouver. I'm like, what? He's like, be do- uh, Mike Keenan's calling you right away. I'm like, what the fuck? So I hang up. He's like, what just happened? He's like, I said, I think I just got traded. He's like, no, no. One of the guys just messed with you. You're playing great. You're not getting traded. I'm like, you're right. You're right. Ding, ding, <laughs> Phone rings again. Hello? I'm like, uh, he goes, hi, this is Mike Keenan. Is this Jason Stratton? I'm like, yes, it is. We're really happy to have you. Be downstairs in five minutes. Bags packed. You're going to the ring for a press conference. And then you're going to. Uh, you're going to uh, a new hotel. I'm like, okay, thanks a lot, Mike. And I hang up the phone. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, what just happened? And, and, and my, my, my roommate's like, did you just get traded? I'm like, yeah, that was Mike Milbury. He's like, well, I guess you got traded. Good luck. <laughs> and he shakes my hand. And so I literally go and pack up my stuff. I go downstairs. I walk. Uh, there's a guy down there to meet me. I go to a press conference. As I'm walking in the press conference, I find out who I got traded for, Gene Ojek. So Gino's upset because he didn't want to leave. He buries his best buddy. I walk in the room. The, the reporters are like, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, they're not loving it because Gino was a huge he fan. He was a fan. Favorite. Then he goes, you know, Gino Ojic just said, I don't mind being traded, but I don't like getting traded for a nobody. Oh. I'm like, okay, hold on. Like, I know that he's a tough guy, but like this, that, that I've hurts. got pride, right? It's like yeah. hearing your arms are short. I'm like, <laughs> right I, to the I nuts. Yeah, I'm like, oh, really? I'm like, okay, interesting. So anyways, I go, like within an hour of all this happening, I'm back at my new hotel now, sitting there. I'm calling my mom and dad. They're like, how are you? I'm like, I just got traded to Vancouver. They're like, what? And again, this is before social media, so no one knows anything. So I go the next morning to the morning skate. Mike McKinney says, I haven't decided if you're playing tonight. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I hope I play. I hope I play. So anyways, I end up playing, and I'm chasing Gino Ojic around. I'm like, come on, come on. Like, I was so mad, right? And finally, he, we start fighting. He, it, was a, it was a fight where I'm like so mad, and he was a veteran. He was holding on to my hand. I'm like, why is he holding my hand? I'm like, oh, I get it. Just as I realize it, he's tiring me out. Then I was like, bing, 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 bing. Hits me, we go down. So anyways, and after the game, everything went fine. So afterwards, the reporter said, Strutty, uh, you know, Jason, you know, why, why did you fight Gino? I said, oh, I, I want to introduce myself to let him know who I was. <laughs> and it was like the quote of the week. Oh, and yeah. so that's my Mike Milbury story. I mean, you, 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 the guy talks out of both sides of his mouth. Can't trust him at all. Um, and obviously his GM record stands for itself. Boom. I love getting Stratty fired up. Oh, did he hit the mic? That's oh, great. This is great. Stratty fired up uh, every every podcast. Can every you crank episode. one of those out a week? Because this thing will actually work if you. That do. was a pretty good one. That was a great uh, round. Yeah. yeah, he uh, he was quite the guy. You know what? I, I seen him before since then, and you know, I, I whatever. It was the best thing to happen for me. If I could, I should probably yeah. send him a thank you card. <laughs> I love I love how quickly it changes, and it's funny though. I'm guessing 
you're probably not the first player that has had a GM. Well, maybe not to that extent that would say, buddy, I think you should look at doing something else. Like that's probably a little excessive now. Who knows? It it obviously worked. It fired you up. And uh, did you ever send Tikhanov? That's the guy you should be sending him no back. Kidding. Some vodka or something. You know what's sad? Because you would have never scored 11 goals in the NHL if he didn't work no. on you every day. You know what? And that's he actually has passed away since, unfortunately. But oh. I tell you what, he that was when I really started understanding the, the value of, you know, I think what, what happened for a while, people would say, today's a skill day. And we'd all go work on our skills for an hour. But what he brings a more European, uh, this is a long, this is 20, more than 20 years ago. And you've got to go and think now, the way you do it is you work a little bit every day. He was like, you know, instead of doing one massive, I'm going to get in shape today. Let's just do a little bit every day. And that's kind of been my mindset all the, from there. And now I, when I go to practices, I watch guys. Okay, who's working on their game after? Because those are the guys that are going to improve ultimately, right? Now, before we wrap up, Wanye, you started... Oilers Nation. That was a very abrupt segue. You're like going through your story and you're pouring your heart out. Yes. No, no, Gregor checks his phone. I'm used to it. Hey, it's sees done. the time hey, left. We discussed it. We wanted to not have an eight-hour podcast. Right. No, no. Right? It's going to so be short. I want to wrap it up. Yes, fair So enough. quit wasting time. Fair yeah. enough. Thank you. It's real life. So you started in 2007, yeah. a day or two after Ryan Smith got traded. Yeah. You fast forward to 2016. Unbelievable. You've never seen a playoff game. Never seen a playoff. You've game. never been involved in a playoff race at Orders Nation. Never been. Ever, ever. Not like not close. One year we made the playoffs. I was on vacation. No, not in 2000. Not since the uh, pod. The Orders no, haven't no, no. made the they playoffs. They were in the playoffs. I, I'm well aware when the last time the Oilers made the playoffs. Believe me, I cry oh, myself you, to sleep are, are every you day about, about the it. lockout year where they're for one day they were in eighth place. And I flew home from Asia, and while in the air, they dropped out of the playoffs. <laughs> and when I landed, they weren't in anymore. And I was like, I really shouldn't have cut my vacation short. I thought it was go time. I thought we had to do all this. Nothing, nothing at all. <laughs> so explain how you feel Yeah. seeing the Oilers now, the start they've had this year, and what the potential is for you and other fact because Mark Rougeau on my show, he's 27 in his adult life. He's never seen a playoff game. And so every 27 year old listening as a legal drinking age could never go. And not that you have to drink to have fun, but it's just a different atmosphere when everyone's out and socializing. How, like, are you already planning when you see their start? Are you planning or are you still hesitant? Having, well, what's an analogy? I've kissed every boy in town and there hasn't been a prince for the last 10 years. I've made <laughs> made up mountains out of molehills in my mind. Cam Barker, he's going to lead right. us through to the next round or whatever it is. It's too early for me to say anything because I'm going to break my own heart. And I got you coming out every year saying the Oilers aren't going to make the playoffs. They make the playoffs this year. Yeah, like six games into the playoffs. No, go read it. Do you ever read the site you started? Regularly. I don't listen yeah. to AM radio, well, but maybe, I do read the maybe site. Maybe you should read the site yeah. in the predictions who had them make you the playoffs. You said preseason they were going to make the playoffs this year. Yes, Ask Mike. I said no. I said they're going to be just out. I'm very excited. And I'm very excited because, obviously, as somebody who really loves the Oilers since day one, shot out the cannon and, you know, you love the Oilers, um, it means the world to me if this team is good. And it really, you know, I went to the game in Winnipeg, right? I've been seeing the Oilers on the road 16 times. That's the first time I've ever seen a win, right? Really? Yep. You were 0 for 15. Five years in a row, I went to that New Year's Eve game in Calgary. They did every year. Every year, they would get blown out. Every year, I would go to a Calgary Barn and Oilers jersey and cop crap from people until 12.01 when the New Year would ring, and I'd say, this is the year we make the playoffs. (laughs) See you next year, Calgary. It wouldn't happen, right? Game against Washington. 
good friend of mine works for the team. I hear in real time how well that organization is doing and how well the team is doing. And we dismantled Washington. They could have played that game 20 times and they would have had 20 wins. I am beyond excited. I think it's too early to say if they're going to make the playoffs, but I don't think it's too early to say we can save at game 20 or 25 that it's time to start planning a cup parade for sure. But I, I do have to ask you one serious question, then we'll wrap it up for the week. Do you feel guilty at all that you've kind of kicked Everly to the curb and now have replaced him with Connor McDavid and your fandom? Because no. I don't really see That's a lot weird. of squeen anymore from you. I don't see a lot of Jordan Everly cutting of his hair. Like, what's happened? Your, your infatuation is really being dialed down. Like, I what, dropped what? him. I dropped him. You everybody dumped, gets you to dump Jordan. Everly. Everybody gets to break up with people. It wasn't working for me. I gave him my everything. I bought the Jordan Everly piggy bank. I bought all of his apparel. I made up a thing with the hashtagging and the ease and the squee. I did my part. And Jordan Everly did his best. I have no question. But Connor McDavid, on the other hand, has delivered since pretty much the puck dropped. And I thought I was going to be the guy to make the risky decision and say, Connor McDavid's a good player, and I'm going to get on this bandwagon early on. You know, I had the vision. Well, I had the long game. Unbelievable assessment on your part. Yeah, you know what? You're just you're like everybody else. You're a sheep. I am not like everybody you are, else. You're a lamb. I am not. I'll you're give just... you. I'll give you two examples of how I'm not like everybody else. Then you have to cut this thing off, and I'm going to close like strong. Like even made a sign. Hi, Wanye Gretz. Yeah. Like, I thought that would last forever. Yeah. No, you, like, you're, you're heartless. Yeah. There's no more. I think we have to cut out because you're a lamb. And that we're going to leave you, leave the people knowing you're a lamb. A uh, Canadian short-armed lamb. That's my Disappointed breed. It's harsh. Yeah, it just went down a couple notches in my book. Well, Let's I end it no on a high note. that was a, a success for the first one or not. But uh, we hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> and uh, we will be back. And Wanye Gretz, uh, hopefully we don't have to wait another year to hear from you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.